0: Today's the day. Write a new story that you're the hero of. Dream big, be authentic, take action, and remember be grateful for every moment. It could be your last. Uh, guest today, uh, an old friend of mine, played rugby league with him, and the co founder of Living. Um, mental awareness, and uh, what would be the best way to
1: mental it? health awareness and suicide
0: prevention. Suicide pre- prevention. That's the, that's the uh, words I was missing. Um, and we just want to get him on because, as you know, guys, our whole space, our whole podcast, is about betterment and self development. And I think uh, Casey, over the last five six years, has has done an exceptional job i 'm um, even going to touch base on it where it come from and how how it has has evolved over the time and uh, yeah he 's brought a great awareness to that space for um, suicide prevention and being able to speak freely about your emotions so there uh, i don 't mean to do this disjustice if this is wrong mate but a catchphrase or like your slogan is it it ain 't weak to speak um, so which as a footballer, um, when they first brought that out, it was such a, yeah, really, like, really, like, profound, um, you know, had some profound meaning to it because Dom and I were speaking at breakfast around the masculinity around not speaking and, the, you know, the the pride that we used to have in ourselves of keeping it inside and, and being tough um, and, both dom and i have spoken on the podcast and we actually believe it's tougher to be vulnerable and speak and, yeah. and obviously that's yeah along the Mealing same away from that like rub some dirt in it
2: yeah like yeah,
0: yeah. just tough and that mentality which you know we do need to have resilience which casey actually just touched on before we we got on the podcast which we'll go through but uh yeah that's it looks like it looks a lot different these days to the way that resilience was shaped back in, you know, yeah, back in the past, you know. So, uh, welcome, case, and mate, if you can just sort of kick off with, I guess, how it started, where it come from. Uh, I know that the the story is very, very close to you, and um, that's why you did it. So, if you can share a little bit of that for our listeners, mate, and get us a bit of somewhere to start from.
1: Definitely. Well, uh, thanks for having me first, and um, hello to everyone out there listening. Uh, We started in 2013 after uh, we lost my best mate, Dwayne Lally, to to suicide. Uh, He lived with depression and uh, bipolar for a number of years and the stigma kept him quiet and stopped him from from seeking the help that is out there. Uh, He felt weird, he felt different, Um, he he just felt outcast because he was experiencing something he couldn't quite um, communicate with, Mm. with everyone else. And he felt different because he was living with these mental illnesses, and you know most of his friends weren't. Um, so after his tragic passing, um, we're, we're confronted by shocking statistics that surround both mental health and suicide, not only in Australia but around the world. And mm. uh, the stats they sort of they do change from time to time, but one in four people will live with some form of mental illness in any given year. Um, throughout our lifetime, one in two people will live with some form of mental illness, and less than half of those people will access support. Suicide is a leading cause of death between the ages of uh, 15 and 44. Uh, there's roughly eight suicides a day in Australia, which is, you look at the road toll, it, it far outweighs the right. road toll. Yeah. And for every completed suicide, another 20 or 25 people attempt suicide.
0: It's
1: a, yeah. So it's its the biggest problem. It's a problem. No effect. Oh, 100%. And it's, it's the biggest problem we're facing, but it's the biggest problem we don't know about. yeah. Uh, that stigma has been there from the beginning, uh, and that's that's probably one of the biggest problems. Um, as a kid, uh, whether you're a male, female, or whoever you are, we're, we're taught to just suck it up and, and get on with it. Uh, we, you just spoke about vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Vulnerability is hard because we've never learned how to be vulnerable. We've always been told to, to suck it up and keep going. And, after duane's passing we knew we had to, to change that there's plenty of great service providers out there. there there's plenty of people out there that will help you whether it be friend family or, or a professional
2: mm.
1: but we just don't know how to have that conversation so we wanted to bridge that gap our job is to to raise that awareness through education mm. uh we believe with education comes understanding and with understanding comes that acceptance and with acceptance comes hope and yeah. when people have hope they want to get better and they want to help themselves so mm. we now go around the country in the schools, businesses, sporting clubs, uh, we've got our education program which is you know 40 to 60 minutes we deal on warning signs, symptoms, where to get help, how to help yourself, how to have those conversations um, with a friend if you notice that they are, they are struggling or you yourself if you are struggling how to reach out to other people and, and ask for help uh, it comes from a, a lived experience point of view, but also evidence-backed research, so we've got that, that perfect mix because we have to be relatable for them to, for them to want to do anything. Yeah. Um, and then we've got community-based events, which is all about bringing people together, helping each other, you know, creating that family, team environment, and then our merchandise as well. It, yeah. Our, our catch cry is, is it ain't weak to speak, and, and we truly believe that, um, and we just want to give people those... Simple but necessary tools on, on how to live a better life and, and how to look after yourself and others.
0: Hundred uh, percent, absolutely exceptional, mate. And um, you can tell by not only the tone, like with the passion that you have behind it, mate. That you, yeah, you're, you're in, you know. And, and you can tell you can tell when someone speaks with conviction, and you definitely do, mate, around that space. And, I, and it's it's inspiring, man. My
1: like the hairs on my uh, uh, arms are sticking up and um, it was he was my best mate we met yeah. first day grade one and never in a million years did I picture I'd be doing what I'm doing now I used to be mm. a carpenter you know I'd play footy on the weekends for fun and, and I'd be around the boys and my life now is completely different and there's yeah. no way I'd ever imagine that to have happened but it just felt what was right after Dwayne's passing and, and Dwayne was a, a you know always smiling always helping people and, and in a way he still is uh, his legacy lives on and um, I know if he had his time over again, he would never have done what he did. But unfortunately, we can't bring him back. Yeah. But we can stop people from joining him. And like I, I had tears my eyes <laughs> yesterday, we received an email from someone saying um, they saw our bumper sticker on their way home. Uh, they searched, they searched us and found out who we are. And he said that very sticker saved his life. Um, yeah, learning that it ain't to speak stopped him from driving his car off a cliff and. I just – we've got a big sticker of Dwayne on it, on our uh, wall in the office and I just looked at him and said, look what you're doing. Mm. You're still saving lives and I wish he could just be here to do it because he would – it would have been his life's purpose. And, yeah, uh, it would have been a, giving him that
0: fulfilment, that purpose for sure, mate. Yeah. yeah. I, and honestly, man, like I'll, I'll be completely honest with you. Like I know that you faced your – your uh, the battles at the start as well because the, the group of people that we hung around in our environment was party-based – Drugs, alcohol, <laughs> yeah. um, and your message was right. But I know I, re- I remember having a conversation with you, like where well, you're going to face some challenges here, man. Where these guys are wanting to help you, but they're doing the wrong things to help you, you know. Like, um, and I then run into maybe a year or two later, and I, I seen you, and he was like saying how hard it is to um, you know take some of the load of that stuff with people ringing you and, and messaging that. And mate, fucking hell, another two years on. Man, fuck, good on you. But honestly, I can see in that journey, because we haven't, unfortunately, haven't been able to have a lot of time together over the last couple of years, um, but I can see, I can stand here right now and say that you've done a fucking exceptional job, and you can see the difference in how you carry yourself on that topic and around that, like I said, you've completely changed the lifestyle around, and you know some other things have made to do that, but yeah, it's, it's so good, man, because I know we, we were in it. We are in, in the depths of hell of how that stuff starts, you know, in a place of rugby league that we definitely don't talk about our feelings. Yeah. You, you're, gay, you're gay if you do, you know, like yeah. that whole, you know. Um, we then chuck uh, fuel onto the fire if we are facing, you know, mental issues of alcohol and drugs uh, and try and suppress it even more, and which makes it 10 times harder than the following week or whatever. And... Uh, then we rally on and fucking go again, you know. So yeah, exactly right. So you've you've you faced an uphill battle, especially at the start. Um, and oh, yeah, I, I just want to commend you, mate, for how how uh, how much you've you've grown, or just the whole process has grown as well. So thank you. Yeah, good on you, man. It's I've watched from afar, and it's really really nice to see. And um, yeah, you're doing doing an ex- ex- excellent job. So thank you. Yeah. I was I
1: suppose a little bit you I've never had any dramas in saying no to anything, and. Mm. And growing up, I was I was really devoted to rugby league, and I always stayed away from, you know, drinking, definitely drugs. I, I never I never did them um, mm. when all my friends were starting to, to try them. I just was so committed to to chasing that dream of rugby league. Yeah, really <laughs> Stupidly, I was never, I was never anywhere <laughs> was near it, but um, <laughs> it, it sort of I, I suppose in a way it, it kept me on that right path from doing that. And yeah, later on, I you know I sort of did it every now and then. Mm. But I suppose that set me up for a point where I could just pull myself away from those people, and, yeah. and there is a there is a ripple effect after a suicide. Mm. Um, I, I forget the the direct stat, but they say a hundred lives are affected or a thousand lives are affected by suicide. Mm. For us, you can't even put a number on yeah. that. Um, yeah, exactly. That ripple yeah. effect extends far and wide, and people mm. start declining and self mm. sabotaging and. Self-sabotaging and for Me living was a way to harness my energy in a positive way, and I just threw it all into there. And yeah, some of our friends they were doing, yeah, the complete opposite it, of what they should yeah. have been doing the, the negative self sabotaging behavior. And I just had to sort of I was there to help them, but I had to, to remove myself from that, um, in order to help excuse me, not only myself but but them in a way in the
0: future, yeah, yeah, for sure. I understand, right? So, yeah. um, in as yeah, as you were saying, it's like a it's like a double-edged sword, especially because someone has to take a leadership role and someone has to step up in that and, and you guys did that and um you know and sort of when you allow yourself to do that then it opens a space for others to do it as well. So someone has to be vulnerable first for you to then be able to be okay with vulnerability and that's kind of like what happens with your circle of friends and when you know someone uh opens a space and and you're able to do that. I know I know for a long time uh not Based on mental stuff, but like I lived with Hayden and Lace and Mars and all this time, and I'd write goals and all that. Kind of, they would just take the piss out of me. Who are those? Just, boys? Yeah, bloody <laughs> grubs. Um, yeah, and just give it to me absolutely because it was left field. It was like they out, didn't understand it. Yeah, exactly. Right, out with thinking. So what we don't understand, we'll pull down. Unfortunately, in Australia, definitely. Yeah. Um, A bit of tall poppy. Yeah. So uh, and. Miles has got short man syndrome. Yeah, he's definitely tall pop. He's trying to knock everyone's knees out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, then and then the, yeah, I guess the focus changes when they sort of feel the same feelings themselves. And, and as those guys said, as you said, like, eventually they turn that corner and come back to the to healthier or, you know, uh, successful way of, like, dealing with it.
1: More understanding.
0: Find yeah. what works for them. Yeah, exactly right. You know, and, and I suppose we've got to – come from a lesser place of judgment and more of a place of empathy and sort of try and understand them and what the decisions they're making and all that kind of thing. Um, and, yeah, so that's done a, done a really good job. And I know that uh, Case and I spoke the other day and we want to connect and do some, like, community-based events and all that kind of stuff because it is. It's such about that community, isn't it?
1: Definitely. it. it- you know, obviously, it brings people together in the name of the charity, but it does so many things that they probably don't even realise at the time, uh, especially when it's a, a fitness-based activity. And that doesn't have to be yeah, an smash. extreme fitness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, it Not could Blake's be a walk. Park. It could be whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Just bringing people together in a team environment where they are relying on each other to get through. Uh, they're exercising because it's proven to boost your endorphins, the things that make you feel good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and you're out in the sun, which also makes you feel good. And you're just yep. talking with your friends mm-hmm. uh, or, or meeting new friends and creating new um, networks that you can rely on when you need to. Yeah, definitely. So, um, it's definitely beneficial in so many different ways. Yeah,
0: 100%. And uh, we, we like speaking the BMF, Domi we was there this morning. Mm-hmm. I said, guys, I, all, I, all I hope for – our space that we have our little like community inside a big community is that we can be vulnerable together and and like yeah i ate pizza last night and yeah i fell off the fucking planet yesterday and i did and i was like monday i had the most amount of hours available for me to do my work and i did the least amount of work that i've ever done procrastination. <laughs> you know, procrastination like you're saying because and they're things that, you know, can get you thinking, like, oh, I'm just in a hole and you know, and you're not productive, and then that can, you know, they sort of start to fester and and grow into bigger seeds and bigger things and you know, and my fate because when you look up well, when you hear, like especially when it first came out, like around depression, it was like if you if you've got stuff to do, one of the things was like if you've got stuff to do and you just don't feel like doing it, it was like a depression thing. I'm like Fucking hell, I've got the pressure. That's me every day sometimes. Like, you know, like it's, yeah, and it can be like, oh, no. Like, and that's where that loose information was really d- damaging. Yeah. You know, it's like like a little bit of that information is dangerous, whereas. Dr.
1: Google. Yeah, Dr.
0: Google, yeah. It's like So, whereas you've created a space and uh, and grown that. I know that you guys used uh, Headspace at the start and. We we
1: raised money. How it all sort of yeah. started, we, we did shirts for. Dwayne's funeral, we um, had his his face printed on them. Um, we I can't remember what we charged people twenty five bucks. Yes, yeah. Um, our goal was to give the family money for for the funeral. Mm-hmm. They sort of turned around and, and said, uh, "Do something with it, something positive." Mm-hmm. Uh, so we donated that to Headspace. Yep. And then at the time, Headspace are a great organisation. They really mm-hmm. are. Yep. Um, we just kind of said, "Well, they they are doing what we want to do, but." What related to our situation and what we really wanted to achieve didn't they didn't really fit a hundred percent with us. Yeah, they. Um, the mission was a little bit different. Yeah, like, I'm not trying to talk. Back no, to not that. at all. Not yeah. Um, great. We still re- uh, we refer people to Headspace. That's the end goal for us. Uh, we wanted to actually get people to Headspace, so yeah. we wanted to sort of become in that that more proactive space, mm-hmm. um, that empowerment, that that positive space, and that's why we just we couldn't find anyone. To fit those criteria, and that's why we started living,
0: yeah for sure uh,
1: and yeah it's like and that's yeah
0: it's like and it's really good because you can see the mission has played out over time, you know, like it's like yeah, it started to be like we want to do something positive with this space, and then you yeah, know and that's well, that's what happens to you guys like you know you might have an idea, and it just grows over time, you don't have to have this like exceptional. Uh, business plan for it to start something. <laughs> yeah. Imagine saying where you are now. You wrote it back then. It didn't look anything like it. Like you said just before, so. not at all. <laughs> you didn't think I'd be where I am now. You know, like you said, you were a carpenter and all that kind of stuff. I
1: everything. Yeah. Um, myself and Sammy Webb, the other co-founder. We were both working full time. I was I was playing football, which was you know, training three nights a week. Yep, one full day on the weekend playing. <laughs> for, the, for a while there we were up to 2, 3 in the morning just getting work done because it. we yeah. had to yeah. and it got to the point being a carpenter I'm on my phone too much my boss said it's one or the other mm. uh, he'd lost his best mate to suicide and he kind of said mate I want you to go with this if it fails there's always a job coming for back you yeah. and for me that, I mean, just, that was what I needed to hear and that mm. sort of pushed me over that edge and we just jumped in the deep end. and it was the catalyst. Yeah. How good's that? How good's that mm. guy? <laughs> How good's that guy? Yeah, like that's a pretty nice space because it gave you a, a parachute. Definitely, yeah. it yeah, was just, well, not just a parachute, it had that safety net under mm. me in case. Yeah, so, as well, yeah. In yeah. case yeah. we did fall. Just in case, oh. yeah, you
0: know, which is really, 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 you know, like, it's kind of nice, like that's like it, it, what kind of what a community does too, you yeah, know. Which they are your safety net. You know, you can put yourself out there, and you know that they're going to be there to help you at the worst worst of times if you need it, uh, mate. One of one of my biggest fears around this space is because um, I essentially believe that I'm doing the same sort of work just in a different type of scenery. Yeah. Um, you know, I really that's why it's body and mind. Like I will use half an hour of someone's time in an hour session to help them outside of the gym, rather than to get them to do six sets of ten bench press. I've
1: heard these one uh, hour sessions go about yeah, <laughs>
0: two, two, two to two and a half. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, I, yeah, like I use my, I use. I think that's such more vital uh, use of time because they spend maybe up to five percent of the week in the gym. Definitely. You know, so like that 90 up, 95% and they should know when they leave that there's someone always there to talk to or, you know, like, just things like and if they're struggling with stuff, I want them to, you know, open that space up and, and say that they're struggling because I bet you the guy next door, Dom's struggling, probably with the exact same thing and just that relatability and that vulnerability around two people struggling with the same sort of space. We just did a six-week challenge and I got the guys in the challenge to do a video on, fa- on a private Facebook group where they had to just say their journey, where they started, where they're going, all that kind of stuff, and where they'd like to end up. And you could see like the, they all thought they all had, they all come for the different reasons, yeah. and they all came, all 20 of them come for the same reason, to build confidence, feel better about themselves, you know, look and feel better, you know, all that kind of stuff, like in, impact their children, you know, like it's, there it was all the same thing. I'm like, look at all, every single one of you are in the same room,
2: all thinking you're doing something different, <laughs> all working to the same it's important so, same to your story. Yeah. It's and it's like, because if you, it's like for those that can talk, their story could inevitably save X amount. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean?
1: My, yeah. One of my favorite movies is Coach Carter and mm-hmm. um, the quote in it, you know, our, we're not meant to, to shy away, we're meant to yeah. shine. Yeah. And true shining, we automatically empower and liberate others to yes. do the same. Yes, absolutely. And it is so true. Yes. It is. It, sometimes it just takes that first person to do it yes. to empower the rest. Yeah. But soon enough they'll all stand up and or, or find that confidence to stand up and get out of their, their comfort zone. Yeah, yeah. that exactly stigma right.
2: that some people have of that my problem isn't big enough or mm. it's not worthy enough to hear, but really their problem could resonate with so many more people that are feeling and – kind of going through the same thing, like that can just have such a powerful impact. I, I watched yeah. through, yeah, I watched through, yeah, um, from my personal experience of going
0: through a divorce in the last year, how powerful, not only for me personally to speak about it, but I can just be open. And if I cried, I cried. Like, who, what, what? Doesn't matter. who cares? Like, what yeah, it is what it is. Like, I was emotional. Um, and it was there and they should be gone they should be out of my body not in me definitely um, you know and it just like everyone like you could see their energy shift to not a place of sympathy like because I said I don't ever want sympathy from you guys I don't want you to feel sorry for me I want you to just like feel that space of like we can talk about this stuff this is okay like I'm struggling Understood. but I'm going to keep turning up for you um, and just understand some days I might not be at my best but I'm trying to be or you know whatever it might be I just I was as open as physically possible without bringing their day down. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like it uh, that definitely, like I said, you know, sharing sharing your thoughts, your feelings um, can be super powerful because not only for yourself but for someone that's sitting there listening to them. Like, Fuck, I'd go through that as well.
1: Well, from your perspective, that accountability and that that honesty and vulnerability would no doubt create trust within mm. within your yep. work environment. Yeah, it would make others accountable and it it'd make them shock even when they don't want it. Yeah, that's you know, just through leading by example. So
0: yeah what yeah, Hats off to you. Mm. and like that's and that's what I was saying. Is like the biggest fear for for or not biggest fear, but one of the things that I do worry about and I like to touch on it in the case is I feel that because we don't uh, we don't speak about the little things and we don't speak about the yeah you know, the bumps and the bruises during the day to day and just the normal like stress management stuff and that kind of thing that when something big actually genuinely happens in their life I worry about people because I'm like you know they they're sort of struggling with the day to day um and they're not trying to solve the problem or get help with the problem or like just even just face the problem um and then yeah, I just worry like if you know if something really big knocks them we'll knock them around you know and and you know. Suicide is you know sometimes the edge of that, or you know it's like that you know uh, subconscious suicide where they just let themselves go yeah. you know, get so unhealthy that they can't get their life back and then that, their quality of living just gets so poor anyway that um, it's kind of doing the same thing but living yeah, you know definitely. so um, if if you could share some of the stuff on i guess uh maybe a space around just a little bit, obviously not too much, but like just a space on where, where you sort of take people through those steps and and as you were saying before, showing people how to be vulnerable or, or like what 's the what's the pro- sort of process there so
1: as human beings we we are incredibly resilient um, mm. subconsciously we 've just never been really taught it, I and mean, we don 't practice it because you only sort of get thrown into you know having to practice resilience when you 've sort of Failed something, something's been taken from you, tragedy, mm. trauma, whatever that may be. Um, it's getting worse and worse these days in school. Every kid gets a, a participation medal, and yeah. I think that's going to be to the detriment of these kids. I think, fucking amen. <laughs> I think <Yeah. laughs> this is it, it's a worrying concern. Yes, it's something so small, but you should only get the gold, silver, bronze if you work your ass off. Yep. Yeah, yeah, first, second, third, yeah. <laughs> and and there's no medal for finishing up there, and that's just how it is. Yeah, thanks for coming, thanks for trying. Yeah, you definitely tried, that's not a question. And that's great, um, but we need that resilience. And that, that mm. fuel, if you finish fourth or fifth and you don't get that medal, could be the catalyst to drive you to train harder,
2: mm. yep.
1: prepare better. Yep. And next time you're standing on that podium, and I think we are not taught this at – early ages and that's when we sort of learn everything that that they become our values as we grow older and I think if we can rewire the kids from Mm. an early age it's just going to come up through the generations as they get older and it's just going to be something that's second nature.
2: What are your thoughts on this like I don't know Blake and I have touched on it a bit this like social media phenomena (laughs) that's hit young people like I know like I myself like I guess I'm young but, I, <laughs> yeah, <I've, you> are. <laughs> I've, but my like nephews who are younger, they've grown up in this social media world who I can see from an outside point of view how damaging it can be. But I guess I've got the consciousness to step away from it. But people like, you know, as young as like 12 and 15, it's they're glued to their phones and I see nothing but harm coming from this. But it's so hard to have that conversation with like my nephews to say like, come on, let's go outside or let's get away from
1: it. And it's like, oh, you don't get it. And it's, like, you, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's so hard that there's three, three ways I want to answer that. <laughs> Please, yeah, a, I don't have any answers. A, we're not we're not accustomed to this life of social media, internet being plugged in all the time. Our brain is not made to process that much information a day. We're just not. Mm. We are meant to rest. We are meant to, you know, reset, recharge, so we can refocus and go again. Secondly. We are in the generation that's right in between. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The generation before us, they weren't growing up when the internet was around. So they're old school and they've got you know the old school values, which I for me, eight. I like. Yeah, I love them. <laughs> yeah. For us, the uh, and business. then the generation after us, they grew up when the internet was around.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Us, we're in the intermediary stage, so we know best mm-hmm. the best of both. And the younger kids, they don't know what a world without the internet is. The older generation go, how, how are these kids stuck to this in my day? we were out <laughs> playing on the street, whereas mm. us, it was a bit of both. Mm. And we just don't have that connect between those two generations yet because this one doesn't understand, that one doesn't understand. They can't really – that one's trying to help. Uh, the older generation trying to help, but they just don't quite have that relatability, Yeah, which I think is a problem as well. And then lastly, um, comparison is the Thief of Joy. Yep. On Instagram – or, or any social media, whatever platform you may be using, you're only putting your best, best up, your highlight reel, oh, yeah,
0: yeah,
1: and filters or whatever. oh, whatever that may be. We don't yeah. just wake up. and Well, here's a video for the day. And this is what I look like in the morning. We always yeah. we sit there for ten minutes, fifteen minutes to think of the best caption right, write, the best photo <laughs> to post where I don't look puffy, I don't look skinny, whatever yeah. it is going in your head. But then the person who's sitting in their home that scene you put this up, go, Oh jeez, Tom's looking good today. Oh look at his mansion. And then they look in the mirror and they're like, What am I doing? You don't see all the problems that person has yeah. in their life. Mm, for sure. And I suppose that comes back to gratitude. we are just got to be grateful for what we have. We've got to love our, ourselves and, and love the life we live. Mm. Yes, we've always got to aspire to be better, yeah. but you've also got to be grateful for yeah. what you currently have. Because once you start comparing yourself to to unattainable goals, or it's it's great if you know I'm in Blake's gym and um, I'm comparing myself to to because he's training harder than me and yeah. I'm trying to chase him because I want to. I want to train as hard as him. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a great sort of comparison. Mm. But when I'm going, oh, Mars has got this big house and yeah. he's got all this money in the bank. That's that's not a great comparison. That's no. only going to eat away at what I'm doing as a person. Yeah, yeah. it's sure. almost
2: yeah. Okay. Setting up goals for yourself to train as hard as someone else, but not wishing that you were someone else. Yeah,
1: yeah. Definitely. And yeah. then you, you know, kids in school like all their test results are, are published online yeah. and I can go on and I can see James got a D. And, and it's just <laughs> full twenty four seven is just compa- like your life's just yeah. on like spotlight on yeah. your life, and yeah. the pressure and the comparison. It's just we're not built for that, no. and that does eat away at resilience. And that's why we need to teach resilience. Yeah, yeah. A big part of resilience though is is being grateful for what we have. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then like that, uh, we have that like level of. I feel
0: like people even try and step into the space, and they have like a justification of themselves. I've heard, I've heard I've heard this week like this month this year, like this this calendar year I've had mums say to me I'm just a mum like oh man I don't I don't think that. So please don't justify yourself as that as anything less than what it actually is. That is an excellent job. Like, a, like you, you're just about to have a child. Like, literally, he's actually days, minutes, seconds. Uh, the phone's the wife, still on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the wife's, uh, wife's uh, ready to pop. Um, She's in the car waiting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you think, like... She's you, actually in labour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah I'm, I'm just here. Um, <laughs> like, you think about it. Man, you want, to, you want her to do the best physical job that she can, can and just, like, really put a purpose to that and... and and sometimes people, we're just because someone has a business or someone has a, I don't know, can fly first class or whatever. And I'm just a mum. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, like that's that, yeah, level of like, hang on, that's all I ever wanted to be was a mum. And that you know, no, mum
1: is the, the biggest example in that child's life. Yeah. You know? and exactly. so you're not just a mum, you're an example. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're, um, a model, you're a role model, you're a mentor, you're a, like, yeah. You're a life giver. Yeah. You know, that's probably the most beautiful thing you can call yourself. Yeah, is a mum. Yeah, so,
0: hundred yeah, percent. So definitely
1: don't understate that. Yeah,
0: exactly. So that's why you are saying like we get these comparisons, we get these things, and we start justifying our little, how little our goal is. I have it in our in our space, like you know, especially when I was doing marathons and Ironmans, like oh well, my goal is not as big as yours. And I said your goal's as big as it's as big as it is for you, yep. not versus mine, because a marathon actually is, to be honest. For me to be a good person every single day is much bigger goal than to do a marathon. I can second that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it's just such a big like it's such a bigger task, there's more evaluation needed of yourself, you know, there's more like self-development, there's you know, you, you, you more fuck ups, more health Um Compared to just running three times a week for 20 weeks and then you run a marathon, like
1: that's comparison again. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, we
0: just got these funny, yeah, funny ways of which. Yeah, so if we can sort of teach a little bit around that space and and yeah, like really ownership of your 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 life. And I guess I I, I kind of feel like if someone really is um, thinking that something's bigger than theirs, I kind of put the double edged sword. Then I like, okay, well. Let's push you to do your best. Like, what's, what's the best thing? What's, what do you really want to do? Do you want to start a business? Like, how can we help you with that? Like, where's some support for you? Would, what would you like to do, you yeah. um, know? Talk to your partner. Like, talk to your husband. Talk to your wife. You yeah. know, can you actually do something around that space to fulfill yourself? Like, let's not hide away from it. Let's not shy from it. Let's actually, like, lean on it. Um, I see a lot of people also, you know, looking to others and go, oh, they just get to live their purpose and I don't. Now, like some people, um, Murray, I, 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 we give it to him, but I, I use him as an example. I know that he doesn't, like, I know that he worked for Hutchies and that. Like, it does fulfill him, but it doesn't fulfill him all the way. But what one thing Murray's done really, really well is he's, he's put his time and effort into being really, really good at his job. He's increased his income so they can look after his family. They can take holidays he can go do his Ironmans and stuff like. That. He can choose. He buys, He goes fishing and he finds his fulfillment through external areas, not just what he does for a job. You know, and I think that's so. Like you just got to be careful. Like you know, um, a lot of like the Gary V's and all that kind of stuff are just like, go chase after your dream. Like do it. Make it your make it your passion. Make it your if you if you're passionate about something, you can turn it into work. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, a fine yeah. Line. it's a fine line, isn't it? Yeah, and I think well, fuck. That means there's going to be no one. Um, serving food anyway. There's no. There's no one in the petrol station. There's not like I mean because
2: we're all just doing our passion. But uh, like, if you want the rainbow, you got to deal with the rain. Yeah, yeah. Like
0: there's that, Yeah. So the mud. In the mud. Yeah. The mud, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Like, yeah so there's
0: a, a definitely a fine line between those two. And I, I, yeah. I don't want anyone who's like. Oh, I didn't get to live my dream. It's like, well, maybe you—you you, kind of are. You, well, you're traveling. You're doing your things. Like his st- purpose is to give his
1: family a better life. Yes, exactly. right. And that's yeah. the way he knows how to do that. Yeah. That's that's amazing. Yeah, amazing. Exactly right. And I, I yeah, I said the to person the person working in the gas station that their purpose is to provide for the family, and yeah. that's what they're doing. And they're doing a good
0: job of it, you know. And, and like, and they, yeah, we want them to feel yeah. like that. Definitely. You know, not compared to. Old maintenance driving a Ferrari, getting first class because that's his fulfilment. He's doing whatever he's doing. Like who gives a shit? Like so he's, he'll still have problems. Yep, exactly. It's, yeah, and as yeah, like <laughs> you said, we don't even know it's probably least. You know, and <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's all these yeah, Set up to his eyeball. up
0: to the eyeballs <laughs> in a massive amount of stress. Exactly, right, you know. So it's a uh, perspective, perspective, and yeah. So some really nice things you've covered there, man. In rather than out. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I, uh, I actually do a little bit of little bit of coaching or helping out with Crumby now that I've hung the boots up. And I think something like that come up on the weekend, and I kind of said to, to Ryan, to Gunge and that we were just talking about it. And I just said, "Oh, look, I think we just need to evaluate the performance, not the outcome." You know, like they played pretty well. They only completed five sets out of twenty in the second half, and we got beaten the last three minutes. So we can go in and jump up and down and squash heads and whatever or can we just evaluate the performance and then the outcome will start to be, take care of itself, you know, rather than like the result, the result, the result. It's like, how am I performing each day? Yep. You know, am I waking up? Am I being a good father? Am I turning up and being there for my partner? You know, am, uh, yeah, am I uh, being as grateful
1: as possible instead of just like result, 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 result? So result. to fix the outcome, you've got you to gotta look at the performance and yep. the process. Mm. It's all the process and how you can fix that process to, to get a better outcome
0: yeah definitely, so,
1: yeah, definitely.
0: Um, case has also faced his own struggles uh, in the past oh, what it, three four years three uh, maybe longer three yeah three, three. yeah um, we have some he will give it a better uh, breakdown but so autoimmune um, uh, degenerative uh, arthritis um, which is crippling um. <laughs> And <laughs> yeah, you know, like, and so he's had to not only, um, I suppose speak the mission but
1: be the mission, yeah. Well, it was, I suppose, my own fault, and it serves <laughs> yeah. me right. But yeah. I wasn't sort of practicing what I preach in, in some ways, and I, I mm. let it you know, it started small and then it snowballed, and then it was out of my control. I couldn't sort of turn yeah, the <laughs> Titanic <laughs> around, yeah, uh, yeah. So I had psoriatic arthritis, which is very similar to rheumatoid arthritis, uh, but I had psoriasis, the skin condition, as well. Uh, what this does, it affected pretty much. It started in my toes, in the joints of my toes, I was swelling, um, and then it pretty much went to every single. Eventually, went to every single joint in my body. Um, I was running around from doctor to doctor. I got, let's say, from forty to seventy blood tests over a period of six to eight months uh, and I just couldn't pick up what it was Uh, (laughs) which was alarming I remember Mm -hmm. being in bed one morning and my wife used to have to pick me up out of bed because I just could not lift my head up it it wasn't so much pain it was just like a rusted gate you just can't open it Mm -hmm. Um, and I remember looking at her and saying I don't think you want to marry me because I think I'm I'm dying Mm -hmm. it just felt as though my whole body was shutting down I, I used to be quite active I used to I used to play footy and yep. um, used to be in the gym every day and it got to the point where I couldn't even, we, we live on the third floor, I couldn't even walk down the stairs. It just didn't happen. Mm-hmm. couldn't do it. She used to to dress me. So it was very, um, Oh, it's it's humiliating to yeah. think that your wife's dressing you at the age of I was, I was 28 at the time. But um so I was trying everything, going everywhere, and then it got to the point where I just had to go. She made me go to the hospital. I was very reluctant because I just didn't think I was that bad. Uh, as soon as I, I got into the ER, the, the doctor there knew straight away. Uh, he injected me with some prednisone and whoosh, go I was straight back into it. <laughs> I spent three days in the hospital while I was doing more tests. I had to get you know, um MRI just to see if there was any long-term damage to all my joints, x-rays, the whole kit, caboodle, and then I was sort of faced with with two options, manage this with medication for the rest of my life, prednisone, um, some anti-inflammatories, uh, maybe some autoimmune blockers mm-hmm. or immune system blockers. Yep. For me, that didn't sit too well. I knew that, yeah, this might help me, but it, it's a bit of a band-aid, so I had to, to look elsewhere. I went and found a, a functional medicine doctor, changed my diet completely i had to do numerous amounts of tests with her um stool sample hair sample more blood tests uh she found out what was wrong with me and a lot of it was in the gut um which was caused by stress and the stress was it came in from work i was just too stressed out and i wasn't practicing the self-care which Mm -hmm. is what we preach And self-care can be as little as 20 minutes a day Mm -hmm. and that's whatever it is for you it's different for every single person and for me I'd always. We really live right on budget Creek. I'd start my day by walking along the creek up to the beach, doing a little bit of stretching for whatever I could get in f- at for the time frame I had. Um, with, with my wife, if she didn't come with me, I'd, I'd listen to a podcast. Never would I take my phone unless it was the podcast. Um, I wouldn't check my phone until I got into work. On my way back, I'd I'd have a, a swim or I'd have a cold shower. Um, I always have a cold shower, uh, breakfast, and then go to the work. Then look at my phone. Uh, just we're not meant to be processing this information <laughs> yeah. Not meant to be looking Little at these TLC. screens. And then, and then I'd sort of train in the afternoon. And that was all I needed at that time. And then occasionally I'd go play golf. Playing golf is my form of mindfulness. It's really yeah. good for me. Yes, it's frustrating. I but get more stressed out. Oh, you get <laughs> stressed. But yeah. while you're playing, you're just thinking about getting that ball in that hole. Yeah, might be frustrating for that, but yeah. you're not thinking about work. You're not thinking about whatever else. And that really worked for me. And then outside of that it was camping. Mm. Me and my wife, we love camping, so but it grounds you, it, it brings you back, it gets rid of the technology, and there's so many benefits of it. Yeah, uh, but I got injured in the gym, I, I had a um, a pinched nerve mm. and a bulging disc in my neck, and that sort of stopped me from training. And when I couldn't train, uh, the stress was building up, and I wasn't addressing the stress, and it just opened that that gate a little bit and the floodgates open and I'll become sick and it was a two year journey Mm. Um, I still have a little bit of arthritis in in my elbow in in my wrist Mm. gym carpenter carpenter footy (laughs) it's going (laughs) to happen and I'm getting on top of that Um, but it's just something I've got to practice Mm. Um, I now try and meditate at one stage during the day and it's just surrounding myself with positive people and working on myself every single day and for each person, that could be completely different. So I don't want to yeah, sort of be say, surfing, do what I yeah, do. Yeah. Do do what's good for you. Do what makes yeah. you happy. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Paint your toenails. I don't care. As long yeah. as it's something yeah. that is just shutting your mind off and making you happy and feeling yeah. your your good cuppa.
0: I fully uh, I relate to that golf thing. And the reason for me, I used to write it down on my um, goals board, yeah, that I needed to play golf at least um, six times a year. Because golf for me meant that I've given myself three hours where I'm not worried about, and I'm horrible at golf. I'm like a bear on bear on a golf course, like you know. And welcome, yeah. It just sort of didn't really matter about the golf. It was more that I just my phone was in the golf bag, it does, it's turned on silent. I don't care if someone's ringing me because I've created space, you know. And, and as you said, it. it like yeah it's funny to say golf because golf is frustrating at times but it was just um, it's more I think yeah like you so said you've given yourself that time to do it I used to play with Rolsey used to beat him every time um, <laughs> so it would be more frustrating for him but yeah like it was just a, yeah for me I I do relate with that and you know not everyone some some people's is to go for a jog some people's it's to go to for a swim some it's to yeah like like you said fucking get their toenails done like whatever it's yeah giving that space of um,
1: and for me, it's just start somewhere small, like twenty yeah. minutes a day. It's out of your whole day. If you can't find twenty minutes for yourself, well, you're going to get sick, or, or you're going to have some sort of failure somewhere. Yeah. Twenty minutes to spend on yourself, um, even if it's taking your baby for all, whatever it is. Yeah, well, yeah. It's only simple, yeah. just do it. You yeah. owe it to yourself.
0: Yeah, you owe it to yourself. Yeah, so, yeah you're, you're worthy enough. So, and uh, the better that we are, the better we can help others and like that. Because kind of some people say, "Oh, I've just." I will put myself last is what I hear a lot as well. You know, I've, I've got, got no time. To yeah, plan. I've got my husband. I'm dealing with. I've got the kids, and I've got this and the business and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, well, my type of theory and outlook there is if you look after yourself first, sell, uh, sorry, self
2: first, those things will multiply and flourish. Well, you know, you know what so, the best thing I love now is when I hear people say, "I don't have the time," and then go, "Give me your phone," because there's that app now where you can see how much time your you screen, spend on Instagram screen time, yeah. and Facebook. Yeah. You go. I've oh, spent two hours today on Instagram. Take yeah. an hour away from that. 100%. Go and do something. <laughs> I love that you can see that now.
1: The, the first, the very first tip we put in our how to help someone else slide, is. Look after yourself. Mm. You can't look after anyone unless you look after yourself yeah. first. That's like
2: the airplane, like apply the mask to yourself before <laughs> yeah. you help others. Yeah. We actually use that analogy too, there you go. A- yeah. including small children and I, infants. I secretly wrote
1: that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's true. Yeah. We can't look after other people until we look after ourselves first. Mm. And it, it, you know, People look at us and like, oh, yeah, whatever, that doesn't help.
0: Yeah, until you start doing it. In your yeah, way. Start like, until you yeah. start to see the result. Yeah.
1: Um, okay,
0: so I want to ask you something. This is just something that sits in my head. It's my type of thinking, and you can shed some light on it and tell me if I'm wrong, and I'm more than open to you know, to hear that as well. Um, I kind of – I don't know whether there's any sides to back this up or anything like that, but I kind of feel like we all have a, a small part of um, – whether you want to put the label of depression on it or we all, we all face a, like a similar feeling or get those feelings of what that would feel like at times in our life. Like I'm a quite a positive person. Um, I've done, I've been reasonably successful and I hang out with good, good environments and I don't drink and, you know, um, don't, you know, uh, you know, fill my body with bad food and exercise and that. But I, I also get, three to four hours a day by myself yep. so that means three to four hours a day of my own thinking and my own you know levels of like doubt to myself and am i worthy of this and all that kind of stuff and i just wonder whether i guess we throw some of these distractions in on top of that thinking you know so we chuck the phone in front of our face just to distract away from that type of thinking. i know that i have to be mindful not to just sit on the phone for those three hours i have to remove it, do some meditation and all that kind of thing. Yeah, I just I, – I've heard so many times that, yeah, there's like a level of that type of stuff that is like just transient between every single person on the planet. Like,
1: well, yeah, that's life. Yeah, yeah. we are yeah. humans and, and life – and I'll touch on something, another thing we talked about, but life is full of ups and downs. Mm. And you're never going to be up and you're never oh, – sorry, you're never always going to be up and you're never I'm always going, going to be down. down. Yeah. Something we like to call yeah. it is the mental health continuum. Which is all of us. We all have mental health. We yeah. all do it whether it's good mental health or poor mental health. But the mental health continuum is we're all on this sliding scale, which we call mental health continuum. And you know, you could be down the the bad end, which is which is ultimately mental illness. But then yeah. you know, just before mental illness it's it's uh oh, stress, it's yeah. it's doubt, it or it's it's Sadness, yeah, grief. grief yep. It doesn't mean you have depression. It mm. doesn't mean you have bipolar or anxiety. Yeah. You might have a little bit of anxiety, but it doesn't mean you have anxiety or, or diagnosed mental illness. And yeah. and then in the reverse, you could slide right up to happy, joyous, and anywhere in between. Mm. Uh, so it is definitely a, it's a part of life, and, yeah. and it is very normal because we can't we can't always be up up the end of of happy yep. and um, throughout a day we're just sliding <laughs> yeah, up, and up and down mm-hmm. and I'm not necessarily saying um, we slide down to the mental illness car- category because yep. that, that is a diagnosable yep. illness which comes over time but yeah definitely these mm-hmm. things it, it's all a part of our everyday life and that's that bit of resilience and that's those those coping strategies that's that self-help strategies which can help push us back up to the other end of the scale yeah, fuck
2: that's how, what, how well was that put yeah, that's what I mean. A lot of like yeah. profit organizations, such as yourself, they do so well. It's almost like Headspace. If you use Headspace, yeah, yeah, Headspace. yeah. You know, it's like or oh, the app
1: or the, the the Headspace, the the green centres for for the youth. The app, the app, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Headspace, Headspace yeah. is a meditation app. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Headspace is also is also um, the greatest place anyone between the age of fourteen and twenty four can go for help.
2: Yeah, but so, they, they that analogy that they have um, of like. Because I guess what I kind of took from what you said is acknowledging that you were going to have these feelings, but instead of trying like what Blake said, get away from it or kind of detour away from them and ignore them because they will eventually flood back in. I guess like I myself have experienced that is almost acknowledge it, but like they take the backseat and driving your life. Does that make sense? Yeah, we got to accept. You know, it's like accept that they're there, but it's like, yeah, you can be here, but you know, I'm driving the car and like, you just got to get in the back and you get out wherever you got to get out.
1: Yeah. the only way to get over a problem is to go through the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another yeah. analogy is like this glass of water here, I can hold that up. It's very light right now. Mm. After three hours, I'm probably going to drop it because it begins to become yeah. heavy yeah. and, and, and hard to hold up. And Emotions yeah. are the exact same. They start out small or, or feelings start out quite small, but we mm. just try and push it to the side or, or forget about them. Mm. They're just going to keep popping up to the point where they're going to explode. And mm. That one feeling, that one thought... It could untap, I'm not saying it will, mm. it, you know, worst case scenario it could turn into some form of mental illness. Mm. And then you're, at least, it's, it's yeah, if you're not, not addressed, then the slippery slope is steep and fucking fast. Yeah, because yeah. one problem could turn into three problems, yep. four problems, then substance abuse comes in and, yep. and then you're just sliding further down. And that's what we were talking about, where I think
0: that then something it's catastrophic can happen. Definitely. You know, and then are like, fuck, now I am in a bit of a fucking pit and I've had to I've let all these things slide, like you're saying, a little bit of that and then yeah, that's where the, the Yeah, which is like man, I c I don't think you could have put that even better any better then. Because I like I try to yeah, open that space and I just think like fuck I have some of those Thoughts, feelings, and actions—we all do, yeah—and and it and is okay, yeah. One of the girls yesterday, she was trying to do chin-ups, and she's like, "I'm fucking getting anxious." I said, no. "I was just, yeah, little you know, giggle and like, that's not yeah. a problem for you." Yeah, I, I just said to her, I said, "Oh, what? I just know that, you know, anxiety is fear of the impending future. Yeah. What are you afraid of that's going to happen on this chin-up?" She's like, oh, "I'm not at all. Like, there's nothing." It's, and sort of just started laughing, and then, and then she finished the sentence. She's like. I don't have it anymore. Like, it was just really funny. Like, yeah, it's like that little space. She was like, holy fuck, I just had this funny feeling come over me, but good on her for voicing it. Definitely. And I was like, and then we just spoke about it. Well, in not in a judgment, but it was just a laughing way. We were sort of just
1: like, oh, it's only a chin up. It's all good. Like. Well, sometimes when you verbalize it, you can look at it from another perspective. Yeah. Because when when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Yeah. And that way, her saying that out loud is probably all she needed to actually that's a bit silly, yeah. yeah. You know, it's but another thing to say there, and, and this is always important to remember: we can't judge people mm. what they're experiencing, or, or what they're feeling, or what they're experiencing right now, because we yeah. don't know what's happened in their past. Yeah. Someone might be scared of dark oh, rooms. Dark, yeah. They might have had a brother that used to lock them in the dark room and leave them there for five hours. You yeah. don't know yeah. something that's so small to you. Could be the biggest problem to them, so we just need to come with some understanding, some yeah. empathy, and just understand that everyone is currently shaped by their past experiences, mm. and we don't know what those were.
2: Mm. It's almost equally
1: important to really be able to listen mm. to people. Listening's the most important yeah. thing. Yeah, when people that that's probably our, our number two after looking after yourself is yeah. the best way to help someone is just to listen. Mm. Listen mm. non-judgmentally. Yeah,
2: and that's a skill that's getting lost in like younger. Ages of we field. just want to yeah.
1: respond and we want to reply and, yeah. and, and when there's silence we want to fill in the awkwardness with a with a question and yeah. we not actually this I'll say this yeah. <laughs> I see <laughs> seconds of silence at a dinner table it's like yeah. on your phone looking down I was actually saying that to one of the girls <laughs> I was having coffee we were
0: just ha- had breakfast together yesterday at our train and I said one of my uh, inabilities are one of my really bad traits at the moment is that when people come into the the gym space they 're coming for a, to get a problem solved you know they 're overweight, so they want the answer to how to fix that they 're not strong, so they want the answer so the idea is i 've got i 've got an hour, so try and solve that problem in an hour you know so there 's the problem cool i won 't worry about the you know in between here 's a solution now let 's find there's your reality. There's the standard. Let's try and bridge that gap as quick. Oh, no, as quickly as we can, but that's what we need to break through. Um, and I said that when I go and sit with friends, I can be in the same space because it's like in the gym, I've got a time limit with that person to try and help them solve that problem. Whereas when I'm with a friend, I'll be like, you'll talk to me about something and you be like, oh, I couldn't get my washing machine to work yesterday. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, just do this. Like I'll try and solve it. Like I'm giving them an answer rather than just sometimes, as you said, just listening. Like so you said, you're feeling that space. With, I'm just automatically going to the pro- – uh, sorry, I'm automatically not looking at the problem. I'm just
1: solving it on the other end. And it's yeah. like that's not a way – that's not – I know that's not a after. good trait. Yeah, a great video to show. But in, in regards to that, we're, when giving help, mm. it's always important. Remember, we've got two ears and one mouth. So <laughs> yeah. we need to listen twice as much as what we speak. Mm.
2: Mm. Yeah, very true. That's
1: uh, definitely something that I'm
0: I'm, uh, facing with like looking at it as a mirror, especially when I spend time with friends and that kind of stuff because there is a space where I have to do that inside of the gym um, because they want the answer to their problem so they can go and do it when they leave or whatever. Um, And I definitely have to listen and not just go straight to the the issue there. But uh, when I'm with friends, I don't have to do that. And sometimes that's why I get socially... I socially exclude myself because I'm like, I constantly feel like I'm trying to solve a problem or an issue. I'll, can't, I'll go and get out to dinner because I'll say, oh, I've got to stop drinking. I need to lose weight. And I'll be like, ah, big, deep breath. Yeah, you know, <laughs> fucking. That's not your really like, job to do. No, like. exactly, right. Exactly. And that's that mirror. I'm just like, no, nah, I've just yeah, I've got to shut that down. And, and uh, Bianca's been really helpful with that and just, you know, because I've shared it. I shared that's an issue that I'm just like, oh, man, like, fucking hell. what am I doing? <laughs> Shut up, dickhead. Like, um, but it's, it is, and I can see, and I, I guess it's uh, nice enough to be able to see it now and hopefully by sharing it, um, it. For me, when I share something, it makes me accountable to it. Like you said, it's sort of like I'll now I'll watch myself, especially when I catch up with you guys and all that kind of stuff, and my friends are I'm not just trying to solve problems the whole time. I'm actually just having a bit of fun. and Be present. Be, yeah, being as present as physically possible, which is, yeah. yeah. Like, problem
1: shared, problem hard.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I, so. I, I suppose I
1: probably should have thrown this in there earlier. Physical health and, and mental health, two sides of the same coin in my opinion. But this sort of comes back to the stigma. Physical health, we can see when we're physically healthy. Mm. Yep. Mental health, we can't see it. We can't put a scan up of someone's brain and go, look, that's a healthy brain. That's an unhealthy brain. We go into the gym and we work on our physical health. We're trying to chase goals, whether it be you know, a faster swimmer, <laughs> <over, or dinner, laughs> whatever it is, but we never, ever go into the into a gym or to a space, or well, some people do, but yeah. the general public, to work on our mental health. Yeah. We don't train our mental health, and that's where the problem is. Yeah, it's sure. a journey, and it's something we've got to work on. We can't just expect our brain to have this resilience, to, to be happy, to be whatever it is we want. Without training, yeah, we got to continue to train and challenge ourselves every single day. Otherwise, it won't grow and it won't it won't be able to handle mm. what's thrown at it. Yeah,
0: definitely. And I think the level of mm. the level of the problem is the same level of the thinking there at the time. And with that self care and that improvement, and you know, and talking to people and and all that kind of stuff, you find new levels of thinking. And like I said, it actually has to be challenged to a new new space, which is such so right there, case, um, mate. When um, I suppose, well not when, what's what's next for living? What's, well, I guess it's more of the same, but is there anything, you know, no, new, the, projects or something? Yeah, new projects? projects.
1: Or, well, uh, Sammy, he's off to America on Sunday. Yep. Uh, we go over every year for America's biggest mental health conference and uh, last year it was in Washington, D.C., um, which I love. This year it's in Nashville, and I'm a little bit upset that I'm not going but I'm going for i I'm not going for a great reason. I've got a baby coming, yeah. but <laughs> yeah. Nashville yeah. my wife so and I well, that was our uh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> We did our um, honeymoon all through the States after the conference last year and we just had the most amazing time and Nashville and Austin were one of our two favourite mm. well they were our two favourites and so the conference is in Nashville this year, so I miss <laughs> out, but that's okay. But um, after the conference Sammy staying in America for six weeks because we're gonna launch Living in America. Awesome. uh america has always been so supportive at this conference they just love us i don't know if it's because we're aussies we've got the different accent (laughs) Um, we're we're down to earth yeah we're down. (laughs) well yes and no so i don't want to bag australians here but we like to say we support the underdog i don't think we do we have so much tall poppy here we don't support the neighbor or or our friend that's trying to do the right thing or trying to do something we'd rather go buy beyonce's perfume because we know it's you know, it's Beyonce yeah. it's going to be good rather than your mate next door who's working his ass off to make a perfect oh, okay. in America they support the under- they support the startup mm. and we're excited by that yeah. um, it, was, it was hard here in Australia to yes the people that do support us, they're amazing mm. and, and their support it, and loyalty is, is amazing and it's what's gotten us through what we're doing I'm just saying from the outside looking in, it's... um, Yeah, I guess because we don't
2: get to see that. We get to see it from a different perspective. Interesting. They've Mm. been
1: very... They've been really um, receptive Mm. and um, accepting to what we do. So it's exciting to see how how we can take it over there. Mm. Um, And then through Australia, we just want to get to more and more places. Uh, Our goal is to eventually be in a school a day. Uh, and through that, it, you know, we have got to scale, and we got we got to get more people on as part of the team. Yeah, um, and, and not just schools. That's just that's one goal. We want to get into more more corporate, yeah, and to get into more sporting. And yeah, yeah. We're everywhere. Everything. We just want to get everywhere and anywhere. We just want to have minimum one talk a day. Yeah, happening
0: because yeah. there's no specific place that this the suicide is actually happening. It's, because well,
1: mental yeah. health, mental illness, suicide does not discriminate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the statistics might sort of say otherwise, yeah. but you look at it at a deeper level; it affects every single person. Mm. So, for us, schools have been a great platform to get into because they're very receptive. Mm. Yeah. You know, they've got the they've got the facilities. They've got yeah. the time where. You know, you go into a corporate, they're paying people, they're paying their staff to listen to you talk. Mm. Whereas kids, it's just, it, it's... And they're rocking up and they're getting. Yeah. And with yeah. kids too, you sort of, you teach them from a the younger age so they grow up in a second nature.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, so it, it's a really, it's a perfect environment for us. But we want to be everywhere and everywhere. Mm. Yeah. So, that's, so there's, a, there's a local company
2: that, uh, if you've got time after to talk about Inspire. I
1: don't know if you've heard of them. No,
2: they're, no, I haven't. They're kind of getting into the sporting world and they're... Uh, the, woman that started this company is local. She's uh, Brisbane, I believe, but she is forming her app around uh, sporting, um, educating kids on uh, tracking and uh, nutritional value and especially mental health value because she was one herself that kind of burnt out of sport because she didn't have that help yeah. and she never have really wanted to kind of talk to about it or it wasn't something that was brought up in sports. Like, because I, I have a sport background and I feel
1: for
2: the athletes. Yeah, Yeah, we kind of brought up. I only just recently kind of opened up uh, to like psychology and the the benefits of it. But before then, it was in that mindset of, oh, just be tougher and keep going and train through the pain kind of thing. So, but it's really, it's really amazing what they're doing. But we can talk about it it after. It's
1: Mm. funny. I I sort of want to touch on that a little bit there. People, when they think of psychologists, they're not everyone, but a lot of people. Think of it in a reactive sense. There's a problem. I'll go see a psychologist. Whereas... 100%. That's what I thought. You can go yeah. to see a psychologist for everything. Yeah. For anything. Yeah. You can go for a proactive reason. You could go to see them to help what perform, yeah, <laughs> perform yeah, yeah, yeah. at a higher rate. Right?
0: Yeah.
1: Whatever it is, yeah. you can go see a psychologist and I'm sure they're going to help give you a greater understanding of, of yeah. what it is you want to know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, booked in, I'm booked
2: in Thursday for, with Gemma. <laughs> oh, yeah. We see the same. I yeah, well, recommend yeah.
1: it to anyone and yeah, everyone. Yeah. And, and it's all part of that that brain training, yeah, and staying on top and man, being she, vulnerable,
2: oh, you know, taking that leap. Yeah, just, one of the exercises
0: in. she did with me last year. Oh man, mindfulness. It was, yeah. where, where is she at? She's in Brisbane. Okay, Brisbane Sports Also the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, she helps me tremendously. I just happened to meet her through through Dom, and I just had a, I just I just felt comfortable with her, so that's. Well, I thought, oh, maybe I'll, through this um, marriage breakup, I Ooh. thought I needed some help. And Before we go further, yeah.
1: I, and sorry to interrupt, I yeah. think yeah. that is the most important thing for anyone that that um, is looking for a psychologist, psychiatrist, mm. counselor, whatever it is, you've got to find the right fit. Yes. As humans, we don't yes. associate with people that aren't our friends, mm. but, and, and yeah. not everyone's your friend. Yeah, no, You don't date people that you don't have that connection with, and mm. it's so always true. important to be patient and to find the right fit because it would be so beneficial yeah yes. definitely and yes. like yeah she's so and like that's what it was i had that uh, just uh
0: immediate connection and there's nothing there's no probably what exact point you could say that's why it's just you can feel it Yeah. You know? it's you're the same as when yeah exactly you feel that when you meet someone Yeah, you know, you're like geez, i'm working to be friends with this guy like yeah um and i went i definitely used it through for some help with um, just where my head was at with with Soph and, and trying to find – and she just it was exceptional in giving me a space to um, be vulnerable and also just be protected and comfortable and all that kind of stuff. And then I actually went to her at the end of last year through injuries for footy. Yep. It just <laughs> fucking – would have been there. Oh, man, I know. <laughs> it was <laughs> fucking killing me, dude, like killing me, like, you yeah, know, and um, killing me mentally. Hamstrings. Like, I, had, I had, broke my – wrist fracture my cheekbone like and um some of the things that we went through it was just such an incredible experience like um half of my stuff was built on stuff that i was thinking about subconsciously when i when i was playing like don't go into this collision with full you know um full honor full integrity because you've got this little subconscious thing in the back of your head because that's where i've been before and that's when I oh man, it was incredible. I was she got me to sit in three different chairs um, and do this mindfulness thing. The first chair, I, was, I just, all I had to say was I don't want to get injured again five times out loud. And after the third one, tears. Fifth one, couldn't even say it because it just it meant so much to me. It was like that plus the connection of everything else and you know like the the build up of all other things and stress and all that kind of stuff. And I just went. Oh. She's like and she goes. And then she got me to sit in the next chair, and I sat in that chair, and we did another exercise and, and I was like sort of like neutral and I was like, Oh, that guy over there on that chair was funny. And she's like, What do you how do you feel now? I was like, Oh, I'm like, I kinda think that's a bit stupid over there. She's like, Okay, sit on this chair, and we sat on another chair, and I sat there and um like and eventually could say what I was saying with a big smile on my face. And she's like, Now how do you feel? I'm like, I feel silly for judging myself there, and I feel Empathy for that guy there who was carrying that load for so long. And I was just like, hmm. fucking hell, what a what a way to spend my money. Holy shit, man. Like I was just like, F-. and then yeah, you know, and there's and to like that's what I, I've now sort of said to well, me, you know what, I'm just gonna do this as a bi-monthly thing. I just feel like I need to I just feel like I do, if there's something that I'll address maybe I'll do it before, you yeah, like we'll I'll touch base in between that time, but I'd like to create a space where I can see you, you know, bi-monthly or whatever, and mm. and and be proactive, not reactive, all the time. You know, and don't get myself into a hole, then have to talk about it. Yeah, go before the hole.
1: Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So
0: that's yeah. yeah. So so true, man. And like, yeah, I think people are shocked when I they say when I say oh, I see I've seen a psychologist because again, it's the, the stigma and and that around it, and, yeah. and that's what we want to try and break through and. Yeah, sporting like you said before, like feel like I feel so I feel for sports people as well because we're taught to be tough in inverted commas, oh, and then you put all your life on the line to go for something, and then they haven't been taught what the other side of it is. And yeah, LeBron yeah. James.
1: And I'm not saying this as a rule, but mm. who does he go to for advice? He's the world's best. Yeah. Yeah. Who does he go to for advice? Mm. Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah. The same, like yeah. who does Michael Jordan go yeah, to? Who was his then? Yeah. It on yeah. the pressure. But even yeah, a lot of my friends are NRL players or, or mm. past coaches, NRL players. And yep. It's not just NRL players. This is any athlete. Mm. Their whole life they've trained, they've they've worked towards the goal of whatever it is for their sport, and when they retire. There's nothing. No. It's been within it it a team sport, them. or like, and I'm only talking about NRL because that's what I know. Yeah, they've gone from being around the club and their teammates every day. Uh, they've, they've pretty much had their asses wiped from Some of these players, yeah. they, yeah. Yeah. they retire and they just let go. Yeah, mm-hmm. not that you know they they're not in the paper anymore. Um, they walk down. They can walk down the street again. Yeah, their life just completely changes. And yes sport as a whole is getting a lot better Mm-mm. but let's reverse 10 years ago I don't know how the, the players that were retiring dealt with because no, it's sure. just their self worth is opposite. attached to their, mm-hmm. them playing football and it's feel. all they've ever done since I were 12 years old Yeah, and I, I really feel for it yeah for sure uh, a lot of them have played football their whole life and got nothing to show for it because afterwards they you know gambling or, or alcoholism yep. uh, their wife slept them because they're no longer that person whatever it is yeah. And, and it's just... But it is good to see that it is changing. Yeah, for sure, and, um, definitely. And not just for rugby. I'll just use that as an example. Yeah, we know no, like Olympic sports, sports too. QAS,
2: yeah. Queensland Academy of Sport, implements programs to help athletes, once they leave the sport, to kind of extend um, their, their position within the sport if they want to stay. And they're helping them branch out into real world, um, I guess, jobs and professions, you know, giving that support. It's not just... Oh, you're retired. Like, good knowing you. It's yeah. all right. Like, you're retired. Let's help you get a job with this company or this company, or let's, you know, put you through some um, training mm, yeah. sessions of, you know, brand, like, you know, helping you mark up your brand now that you're finished.
1: So and there's a lot amazing. of
2: revenues yeah. that they've uh, created now, which is great. Mm, unreal.
1: That is awesome. And then that, that's that duty of care that they should, yeah, should yeah. have
2: for sure. Case, um, okay, so we might, uh,
0: that was. Fucking exceptional. Yeah. <laughs> um, for, yeah. Thanks yeah. On. Thanks for sharing your time, mate. And honestly, guys,
1: sponsor plug here
0: Yeah. yeah. You got <laughs> other sponsors. Yeah, we got. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we've got uh, Joe Repner <laughs> um, The I, I, the the truth to it is, guys, this guy is literally sitting there waiting for his phone to ring for his wife to pop. Um that, So I, I really do appreciate his time. Um I'm grateful that he, that he uh, gave him the space. I'm actually really really grateful that my mum called him a couple of weeks ago and asked for a t-shirt and then mum rang me and said did you pay for my t-shirts or something whatever it was and I was like oh I don't know what you talking about and I was literally just leading with a conversation without having any context around it and I'm like what she's like oh, Casey said that you covered it <laughs> and as, and it just made us reconnect, and I'm re- I'm really grateful, mate. And I'll, I I apologise for not being able to see you over the last couple of years. We've been both being busy. Oh, that's nice uh, lot. it's Yeah, it's been it's nice to hear how well you've been doing and what you've been doing for people, mate. Um, and both yeah. Dom and I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, it's
2: incredible. Thanks.
0: Is oh, there thank you. yeah? Is there a place where uh, you'd like to send people to? Yeah, know more about you. I know you, there's a lot of brand awareness. I know, but if there's someone listening, where, where they should head to first?
1: Well, uh, our website is www. which is l i v i n. dot org, mm-hmm. um, which you can find out about us, why we started, what we're doing. But there's also some uh, some resources there for various amounts of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're in crisis, triple zero or Lifeline, yep. definitely. Um, per spot. Uh, yep. Uh, our Instagram socials are at livingorg and I suppose lastly it is okay to to put your hand up and ask for help Uh, show that vulnerability and you know if in doubt reach out because we all have the ability to save a life whether that be our own or or someone else's It just sometimes you just got to jump in and have that awkward conversation because it could save someone's life and and could empower them to say you know what I'm not doing so good I need help
0: Mm, for sure
1: Rather than, you know, wake up two days later going, I should have said this or I could have said that. Yeah. Let's um, just jump in and have that awkward conversation.
0: Unreal, mate. I'm uh, I'm currently building like a bit of an online um, platform where people can come and find out about, you know, uh, nutrition and health and goal setting and personal development kind of stuff. And I'm definitely going to have a, a link in there for you guys, mate. Like that's yeah, because just like you said, if it's a link and then they can press on it, and that helps. That one thing, then, mm. then so be it. You know. So, uh, as you said, we all have those feelings at times, and if we if we have a space or a, you know someone to lean on every now and then, it's it's a, it's a good idea.
1: Yeah, and I suppose I should probably add, when, when getting information, make sure it's credible sources. Mm. Dr. Google can be very active. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah it's incredible. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, always keep that uh, front of mind for anyone yeah. listening out there. For sure. Thank cool. You, thank so. you very much, mate. Uh, that's it for us, guys.
0: Uh, yeah, very special guest there. And it's lovely to have Dom back. Uh, he's going to share. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to do a podcast, uh, you know, in the next couple of days. Share some of his journey as well. So stay tuned, and onwards and upwards.